Hello and welcome to episode three of the As Per Request podcast. My name is Abby and I will be your host for this Q&A style podcast featuring questions from anyone about anything and questions answered to the best of my ability by me. I just want to start off by saying thank you guys so much for listening. I do appreciate all of your support. I appreciate, you know, the positive commentary and the criticism as well. I definitely think that there is always room for improvement. So I will take the positives. I'll take your critiques. I will take it all. I just greatly appreciate you guys listening in the first place. And then if you have comments to spare or give, I'll take them. I'll take them. I just want to start off by saying that If you want to send in your own questions or themes or ideas, any of that jazz um, to kind of get the ball rolling, I will put links down in the descriptions. There's a couple ways to do that. If you want to send it via email, it's asperrequestpodcast at gmail.com. You're also welcome to send a DM on Instagram at asperrequestpodcast. There is this new feature on Anchor, which is the app I use, where you can actually send voice memos or voice recordings directly to the app. So that'll make it a little bit easier for me to feature your voice in the podcast, which I think would be great. You know, I might not be the only one that's tired of hearing just me talking, okay? It might be better to have someone else's voice in here. Keep it interesting. Keep things cool. So please, (laughs) please, please. Spare my voice a little bit. As you can tell, it's quite hoarse and not the kind at the farm, okay? It hurts. It hurts a little bit. But (laughs) it would be really nice to hear your guys' voices. And like I said, I'm a little sick, so please bear with me. Um, Unfortunately, there has been something going around my place of work. It seems like everyone's getting sick right now. Of course, before the holidays, but I did have this goal of wanting to put out at least one podcast a week. So I'm trying to maintain that goal and keep up with it. So we're going to we're going to try our best. Um, I did recently put a poll on my podcast, kind of thinking about some potential, you know, future themes, thus being a few examples of like mental health, work life balance, um, hustle culture and burnout, and then, you know, maintaining and keeping friends in your adult life. And almost like triumphantly the maintaining and keeping friends in your adult life won by quite the long shot, which I'm not surprised by. That's something that I have struggled with. I continue to struggle with. I know that many of my friends, my colleagues, my coworkers um, have struggled with as well. It's not easy once we get out of, you know, the school system, thus being high school or college or whatever route you went down. We're so used to being in these groups every day, these routines of going to the same place and seeing the same people. And those people are people that we have a lot in common with, you know, whether it's our age or kind of the milestones that we're reaching. Um, so it's just easier to strike up a, a conversation. And when we're younger, people typically have a lot less responsibilities. Everyone's different, but as you get older, people go into having, you know, marriages and partners and kids and just bigger things that they're worried about. And then you have that decrease in energy as well. So you're fighting this constant battle of like, oh, well, I just want to stay home and relax. It'd be so nice to just relax tonight. I'd wish I could just have one night to myself versus being like, oh, I'm tired of being lonely. I wish I could do more. I wish people would invite me out more. So we'll get into that at a later episode. I definitely think there's a lot to be said, um, but it's a really interesting topic. And as for today, I have two really interesting questions. I normally will do more like three. I did feel like my last podcast episode was a little long-winded, so I'm going to try to keep this one a little bit shorter, make it a little bit easier to listen to. 
Um, so the questions today are a little bit more emotional, a little bit more intrinsic. Um, and then they go along the lines of, you know, what is the meaning of life? What do I think about death? What happens after death? How do you deal with these things? So I'm really looking forward to giving my best shot at these as a nurse. I've definitely dealt with, you know, the beginning of, of life when I've been in my labor and delivery courses. And then, of course, the end of life that can happen in no matter what course you're in. And you don't even have to be in the medical field to see either of those things happening either. Um, they can happen to our friends, they can happen to our family members, our acquaintances, our colleagues, literally anytime, anywhere to anyone. So death is not inevitable. It's definitely something that we all need to get out of our heads and thinking that, oh, you know, I'm invincible. Death will never find me. Death will never find my family, my friend group, because I hate to break it to you, it will. So I'm ready. Let's get into these questions. Again, if you ever want to send in any of your own questions, please feel free. I need more questions. I need more ideas. I'm really hoping that this podcast did not turn out to be a total flop. So go ahead and hit in the link's description to send your questions or ideas. And if you are feeling pulled to, I would greatly appreciate a rating as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Five-star rating would definitely help giving your comments and letting people know you know that this podcast is worth listening to because there are plenty of podcasts out there. So let's get it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. So on to the first question. Um, it's a pretty simple question, but not a so simple answer. And the question goes as follows. What is the meaning of life? I know that I had briefly touched on this in my previous podcast saying that I was excited to answer this question and I definitely still am. So yeah, that's a hard question. What is the meaning of life, right? I know that many, 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 many times throughout all of my life, you know, as soon as I can remember being very young and being like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Especially on the days that are a little bit harder or very hard, you know, the days where you're like, I could really go without being here, if you know what I mean. Um, it gets it gets really, really difficult to be like, what is my purpose? How long am I going to be here for? What is my job? What am I supposed to be doing? Am I doing it correctly? Am I doing what I'm what I'm meant to be doing? And, you know, I think that trying to find a purpose in life is honestly quite debilitating. <laughs> Because I really feel like there is no like one specific purpose, right? I think that we all kind of like float through life and many of us think that this is just a simulation and nothing's real, which that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but I kind of feel like that's true. Sometimes it doesn't feel real and it does feel like it could be a simulation. So I guess we'll just end the podcast there. Life is just a simulation and and that's all I have to give to you. So Hopefully that helps. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. So in terms of what is the meaning of life, I did hear this quote, funny enough, I actually heard it first at the very end of a song, which I can't remember. Um, If somebody else knows the title of this song, please send it my way because for the life of me, I can't remember it. And I tried to Google it and I still couldn't find it. So maybe I'm just not good at using Google. Maybe I didn't type in the right words, but I couldn't find it. Maybe I need to search a little bit harder. But anyways, the quote actually originates from this 1999 novel called Breakfast of Champions. It's by Kurt Vonnegut. And it quotes, what is the purpose of life? To be the eyes, ears, and consciousness of the creator of the universe, you fool. 
end quote. So I honestly, I was reading that quote very, very seriously. I'm like, wow, you got to be the eyes, the ears, the consciousness. You're using all of your senses and you're sending them back to the creator, whoever this might be. Maybe it's the aliens from episode one. I don't know. I'm like, wow, that's my purpose. And then it goes to the end, you fool. (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not as serious anymore. But I do really like that idea, right? And I've kind of always thought that the meaning of life had this higher purpose because I think that we all get construed in thinking that like, oh, I'm here for a good time and not a long time. I'm here to enjoy myself. It's me above everything, me above everyone. And, you know, the way that you live your life to your fullest is it's going to look different for everybody, right? Just like most things do. Nothing is applicable to everyone because everybody's different. And so for me personally, I think that like my purpose in life or what is the meaning of my life is kind of along those lines to be the eyes, ears, and the consciousness of the creator, right? We are all here trying to experience things. Maybe we've been here in the past. Maybe we've been recreated. We just don't remember it. Um, You know, that's a whole other story for another podcast of like, again, where do we go after we die? I guess that kind of will go into my second question. But I think that when you take away this life just being yours and you own total ownership over it and you kind of think, okay, maybe I'm here for the greater good. Maybe I have a higher purpose. It's a little bit easier to think, especially on the days where it's not good. And you're like, I'm not really having fun. This isn't fun. Well, not every single day of life is going to be fun, right? There's peaks, there's valleys, there's hills. And it's a big learning process. And I think that's been one of the funnest or most fun is funnest a word. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it is actually one of the most fun things about life for me is realizing like, as I'm getting older and talking to people who are in my age group or especially younger than me and realizing that we're all kind of going through these same problems, that being like mental health problems, that being like relationships and breakups and just feeling really down on yourself or having to get through regrets or big life disappointments. I mean, all of these things are going to happen to us. We're going to fall ill. We're going to go through hardships. We're going to have, you know, people in our lives that we really, really care about pass away. So it's kind of coming together as this collective and sharing these ideas and sharing the things that you've been through and being able to lend a helping hand. Honestly, I think that if I had to dumb it down to like a short and simple sentence of what is the meaning of life, it's to give. It's just to give what you've learned, give what you have, where you can. Obviously, don't overextend yourself. There are definitely times to be selfless and times to be selfish. You have to kind of learn, you know, which works for you. What days are you able to give? If you have X amount and you're able to give, you know, obviously you don't have to give it all. But I think that it's quite rewarding to give where you can and to help others where you can. And a lot of times I feel like you are answering others' prayers, whether that's to whatever deity or, you know, whatever. They're just hoping, praying for these things. And sometimes you're the one that's able to answer those prayers. And I think that goes back to the quote of being the eyes, ears, and mainly the consciousness of the creator, because you're able to do these things and you're able to perform and benefit people. And that's why you're here to do things, to learn things, to help others, right? Because we're all mentors to someone, no matter how, like on your hardest days and you think, wow, I'm really just a POS. I have nothing worth it. I'm 
I could go right now and no one would notice a thing. I think that's very untrue because I think that someone in your life, many people probably look up to you, follow in your footsteps, are learning from you and love you greatly. So I think that there's grand meanings to life. And I think that every day you need to try your best. With that being said, trying your best is going to look different every single day. Giving 100% is going to look different every single day. There are days where I wake up and I feel like I could do a million and 10 things. I can go to work and then I can go to the gym and then I can go see friends and then I can tape this podcast and then I can read a book and then I can stretch and then I can go to bed and I can do it all over again. And then there are other days where I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to not leave this bed all day. And um, if I were you, I wouldn't smell me Um, because I may or may not have taken a shower. I know that's probably a little too honest, but I know I'm not the only one out there that's going through this. I mean, that's just mental health in general. Like I said, you're going to have peaks and valleys. You're going to have days where you feel like you can conquer the world. And then you're going to have days where you're like, yeah, the world's conquering me. So giving your best is going to look different every day. And I think that finding the positives is a really important thing because there's a lot of negativity in this world, a lot of it. I mean, I've heard many times before that, you know, they always recommend don't get on your phone first thing in the morning, especially on social medias, because you're just going to see a lot of negativity in the news. I know recently there was that shooting out in the Walmart in Virginia And then there was another shooting over in Colorado Springs at a gay bar. I mean, violence is everywhere and morbidity is everywhere. So it's really hard to get on social media, to get on the news and try to keep a positive attitude. So if you have to wake up in the morning and explicitly not get on your phone, or if you do get on your phone, make sure that you are not getting on these social media type apps that contain this type of knowledge, do that. Do that for a week and see if it changes your outlook on life. You don't need to do it forever. In fact, if you can only trial it for like, I don't know, 24, 48 hours, try it for a day, two days, three days, whatever you can take and see how much differently it affects your life. I say go for it because I think that trying to find happiness, trying to find the benefit in all these situations, you know, the cliche saying of like, oh, everything happens for a reason. Mm, I find some validity to that. I think that obviously things are going to happen for a reason. You might not ever know what that reason is for. But when these really bad things happen, I think that if you try to find find some reasoning or maybe something worse that could have happened to you if XYZ didn't happen, I know that I'm constantly asking my friends and family members, like, why did my cup of coffee, my $5, $6 Starbucks venti you know, latte have to drop on the ground. Like, why did that need to happen? What is that? What is that preventing me? Am I not getting in a car accident because I spent five extra minutes cleaning up my coffee that spit all over the floor? I don't know. Because in the time, in that very moment, I'm triggered. I'm very angry. And I, I keep thinking like, why did this have to happen to me? Am I a bad person? Did I do something in this life? Did I do something in my previous life? Like, why are these negative things happening to me? And that just makes the meaning of life so hard because it's like, well, why am I going through these negative things? Whether it's something simple like dropping your coffee or maybe you get a really bad diagnosis at the doctor or maybe someone in your family member got a really bad diagnosis. It's like, why are these things happening? What is the meaning? I think the perseverance is a really, really 
big part because like I said people around you whether you like it or not they're watching you and they're looking to you as a mentor your siblings your cousins your family members and if they and your friends I mean your co-workers if people are seeing you be triumphant and be perseverant and get through these really difficult times in life they're inspired by you and they're like wow if so and so can do that so can I if they can climb mountains and go over that so can I so you're helping people without even realizing that you're helping and another quote that I found really interesting and this is of course an an anonymous quote so I don't know who originally said this but it states quote what is real life happiness she answered happiness is not fulfilling every pleasure or getting every outcome you desire happiness is being able to enjoy life with a peaceful mind that is not constantly craving more it is inner peace that comes with embracing change, end quote. That, I think that speaks a lot. One of, another one of my favorite quotes, again, I think it's by Anonymous, or I've heard many people say this, um, is the only constant in life is change. It's true. I mean, life is constantly changing. Nature itself is constantly changing. It's adapting. It's learning. And I think that that is the purpose or the meaning of life is to go through these changes, go through these hardships, go through these times of happiness and just appreciate all of it for what it has taught you and what you're able to provide to others around you, what you're able to teach them. I think that's the meaning of life is just getting the most out of it as you can. And it's going to look different every day. Some days, the most of life is going to be forcing yourself to get up and take that shower or take that bath, maybe take 10 minutes to stretch, maybe eating a meal, maybe eating two meals if you're lucky. And then there are going to be days where you're like, I'm going to go and I'm going to help everyone I can. I'm going to make these little kits for the homeless people and I'm going to pass them around and I'm going to go see all my friends and I'm going to shoot texts to everyone in my family and I'm going to let everyone know that I care about them and I'm going to call up so-and-so and I'm going to see what's going on. And I'm going to apply for all these programs and I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to run eight miles and every day is going to look different. And I think that when we get to the end of life, you know, as a nurse, I've dealt with many, many patients and they talk about their regrets in life and what they wish they would have done differently. Many of them, I mean, they'll all say different things, but like a commonality that I've heard is one of the biggest regrets is just not appreciating life for what it is or always looking at things in a negative way and being like why me why me why this um instead of trying to just appreciate what you have around you and another big one is not being in the moment which is something that I am definitely guilty of myself I'll be you know out with friends or out with family members and I'm thinking about all the things I need to do I need to go home I need to do laundry I need to make this podcast I need to do my dishes I need to pack a lunch I need to stretch I need to work out that list will be there. That list will be there when I get home. So one thing that I've really been focusing on, and honestly, I might make this my New Year's resolution, is just being in the moment. It's harder to do than you would think because there's just so much going on. There's so much external stimuli. I mean, it's really easy to get overstimulated and it's really easy to focus on just like your to-do list or something simple. Um, So again, like, you know, many of my patients have said over the years when you know, coming coming to age and coming close to the the potential of death is that they just regret not being in the moment. They regret taking things for granted. They regret, you know, not appreciating those around them. So I think one of the biggest, you know, meanings of life is to just do what you can with what you have 
help those around you when you can. Um, and just appreciate the little things because, yeah, this world is crazy, but it's really, really easy to get caught up in all the hardships, all the negativity. Um, but it's also really grounding to at the end of each day, think about the things that you're grateful for. I know when I was younger, um, my mom, mom, if you're listening to this, shout out to you, cause this is definitely your idea and it's something that stuck with me and, um, something that I've, some information that I've definitely given a lot of friends and over the years as well is when you are feeling down and in the ruts, think of anywhere from like five to 10 things that you are grateful for. And I mean, turn off your phone, put it on D and D. Maybe if you need to listen to some music, go for it. But like, just get in your zone, pull out a piece of paper, journal, write it out, five to 10 things that you are grateful for and really put some thought into it. And I think that that's perfect with the holiday season coming up. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, great. If not, also great. Um, But just remembering those things around you that you are grateful for, because I think that it gets really easy to focus on the negatives and be like, woe is me. This sucks. I hate this. Um, Why me? And it gets difficult to think about the positives in our life sometimes, but I know that it's easy to sit down and write that list. How much thought you put into it, that's up to you. If you want to spend, you know, five seconds on this list, go for it. If you want to really sit down and make it, you know, a 10, 15 item list, which I definitely think you can do if you really put some thought into it, also go for it. And it really helps just bring like a positive light into your life and being like, wow, I actually do have quite a bit to be grateful for. And I really, you know, I appreciate this life that I have, no matter how hard it can get. And I know that I'm here for a reason. And I know that I have a higher purpose. And I know that I am here to serve myself and others. It's not all about me. Um, I'm here for others. I'm here to do what I can. And I'm here to be the eyes, ears, and the consciousness of the creator, because this is all simulation anyways. So... (laughs) Um, yeah, I hope that this helps to answer your question. I know that it's hard, right? What's the meaning of our lives? So many people are going to tell you different things, depending on who you ask. I hope that my answer helped. Um, yeah, I appreciate you sending in the question. Thank you so much. And I hope that my answer helped you in at least some way. So now on to the second question. This one is about death in particular. So I did have someone reach out to me on the As Per Request podcast Instagram DMs, which thank you so much for sending this question. Um, I greatly appreciate it. It definitely got my mind wandering and I did quite a bit of research as well um, into the specific quote that this person gave. And so I'm going to go ahead and give a little bit of backstory to the question that this person provided um, in the Instagram DMs prior to to saying the question. So they said that they had recently had a death of someone that was close in their circle and that this person was specifically scared of death. And it's something that they cannot fathom. So this person researched Alan Watts. Um, He does have this quote that he gives in this presence of mind um video i I found the video on youtube it's about 11 minutes long i went ahead and listened to the whole thing um it's divided up into i think like three or four sections and one section in particular is about death so alan watts goes into this and this person also explains that they thought about how inevitable death is and that there's nothing we can do about it and we must just enjoy every day to the fullest 
So with that backstory, here goes the question, quote, what are your thoughts on death? Being a nurse, I'm sure you've seen morbid things, end quote. Um, That's factual. I have seen some morbid things. I like to always tell people I've seen things, I've smelt things, and I've touched things that I never thought I would, and I was definitely not getting paid enough to do at the time either. Um, Not that there's a price to be put on it, right? As I said in the previous question about, you know, what is the point of life? What is the meaning of life? I think it really is to genuinely help others when you can with what you have. So that's what I was doing, and I was being paid (laughs) barely enough to pay the bills, but that's another story. So my thoughts on death. Um, I agree with Alan Watts. You know, it is inevitable. It's something that can happen to anyone and it can happen at any time to you, to a family member, to a friend. It's something that's unpredictable. And I know that I have spoken to a lot of friends over the years that talk about how afraid they are of dying, how they don't know how to prepare for it. And specifically one friend that has stated that they are afraid to die alone. So if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you for listening and I love you. Um, So death is a hard one. It's a really hard one. It's one that definitely takes a toll on us when it happens, especially to someone that we would consider ourselves close with. The grieving process is not easy at all. So I think that Alan Watts makes some really good points. He gives the quote of the most important thing for anyone to realize is that you and every person you see will soon be dead morbid but true it's from his speech again the presence of mind i encourage you to research that like i said it's easy it's on youtube you can literally just listen to it and speaking of that when i started listening to it again i actually for some reason had kind of that deja vu moment where i was like i feel like i've listened to this before and i feel like it was actually my psychology class in um, college so if anyone had Dale Hilty for psychology while they were in college and he played this video please tell me that I'm not the only one that's remembering this I feel like he played us this video and I obviously wasn't paying that much attention but enough attention where I was like I've seen this before so back to Alan Watts um, it is important and it's important to realize that everyone in your life will die at some point and I think knowing that and realizing that it's inevitable allows you to be more grateful and in the moment with these people around you because you realize that they aren't going to be around you forever and you realize how important your life is and how important these relationships are to you and to try to make the most of them while that person is still here I think that um that component can play a big part into not letting people go to bed angry. I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but just realizing that the people in your life, friends, family, um, they could not be here tomorrow. Something could happen to them. Something could happen to you. So just make sure that your choice of words and your choice of actions would be something that you would be content with if if it happened to be their last day or your last day. So my thoughts on death, um, specifically, you know, being a nurse, I have seen it many, many times. And I know I kind of touched on what my elderly patients are, sometimes not even elderly. I've had very, very young patients pass away, some of them being newborns, you know, so they can't speak for themselves. But those who are old enough to speak for themselves, 
and talk about the things that they wish they would have done, the things they wish they would have paid more attention to, or things that they wish they wouldn't have done or paid less attention to. Um, it's really important. And I think that it kind of helps you try to live your life a little bit better while you have it, because nothing is guaranteed, nothing at all. Your health is not guaranteed. Your life is not guaranteed. Your family's not guaranteed. Your friends are not guaranteed. Nothing. You have to be prepared to lose everything at all times. And unfortunately, there really is no way to prepare for these things specifically. I know me like working in the medical field and seeing other people pass away and seeing how it affects other other people's families. I'm always like honing in on my parents like, oh, do you know who your power of attorney is going to be? Do you know what you want to do when you want to die? Do you know, do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Like, I'm just trying to be logical and ask these questions. And of course, my mom always shuns me. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Not right now. And it's unfortunate because I don't want to think about her or anyone in my family passing away. That'll probably be like the hardest day in my entire life. Um, but unfortunately it's inevitable. It will happen at some point, whether she passes first or I pass first, you know, none of that is in my control, unfortunately, but it just is the way of life. And one of the other things that Alan had said during this speech of his was that you have to be absolutely willing to die. You just have to, you have to realize that it's a part of life as much as you were guaranteed birth. And now you're here, you're guaranteed death and it's going to happen. And you can try to prepare for it as much as you can by, you know, making that power of attorney and allocating where your, where's your money going to go? Where are your debts going to go? Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? How would you like to be taken care of after death? I personally think you should donate your body to science. Um, but that's mainly because I studied on cadavers that were gifted you know, from family members, you know, people that had passed and they wanted to donate their bodies to science. And I and my classmates, I know we all learned a lot by actually being able to be hands-on with these bodies. And another thing I think about our bodies, and this is just my opinion, go with it if you want. If you don't, cool, you don't have to agree with me. But I think that our bodies are just kind of these skin suits that we have that we wear while we're here on earth I think that what's inside of us our souls are a lot more important and if my family is listening to this um I also want to donate my body to science I know that many of you would be like oh but I want to visit your grave I want to bring flowers you don't need to do that you don't need to make a whole day of let's go visit Abby's grave let's go I'm only going to think about her when I go to her grave I'm going to make a whole day out of it I don't want you to stress about it. I want my body to be donated. I want things to be learned from my body and then know that I will always be with you. My soul is always here. I will be ever present. Um, and I think that that goes for the person that sent in this question as well is the death that you had of someone that's very close to you. I know that it is, it's awful. And I just want to preface by saying that I'm sorry for your loss. As cliche as it sounds, I genuinely am because I know what it's like to lose people. And it's very, very difficult. So I genuinely am sorry. But with that being said, I want you to realize that that person's soul is always with you. And no matter where they go, because afterlife is a whole different thing. And that's a whole other question for a different podcast that I have not yet to be asked. Um, wherever they go, know that they're always with you. And they're looking, looking down on you, 
thinking about you, hoping the best for you. And maybe they're kind of this angel trying to make sure that the things in your life are a little bit easier and they're watching over you. So keep that in mind that even though a person's skin suit is no longer here on earth and unfortunately you can't text them, you can't call them, you can't just hear their voice at you know any beck and call, they are still here. And if you wanna take a few moments to yourself and just sit with that person, even though they are not physically present, they are emotionally present. And you can just take that time, whether you journal it and write to them, great. Whether you just want to sit there and think of them in silence, also great. Whatever works best for you. But just know that throughout the rest of your life, while you are here on earth, they are still with you in many ways. And who knows? Maybe, as Erica Badu would say, see you in another lifetime, right? Maybe you'll see him again. You never know. But death is a really morbid thing, and it's hard to come to terms with it. I think that another point that Alan made in his speech again that I found really interesting is the quote of, um, we as humans are fundamentally raised upon resisting death. And I think that, again, that plays into many different cultures. I think that sometimes um, death can be celebrated, you know as this person, they've gone through their triumphs, they've gone through their hardships, they made it, they're done, they don't have to suffer anymore. They've completed their journey, they've moved on, great for them. And then other times it's, wow, I'm really sad, I don't know what to do without this person. I really wish they were here, I wish I could call them, I wish I could talk to them. But I realize as I'm saying these things, a lot of this sadness is based upon our own internal desires. We are sad because we cannot reach out to this person for help, for advice, for comfort. They're not here to serve us anymore, at least not physically. Like I said, you can always try to channel them spiritually, but they are not physically here to assist us with our problems, with our endeavors. So it seems a little selfish, right? We obviously, we want these people to continue on their journey. And if that journey is meant to be passing away from the physical form, then that's what needs to happen. And unfortunately, we just need to try our best to accept it and to not move on per se, because like I said, that person will always be with you. But just realize that things have changed, right? Things have evolved. The way that I'm going to communicate with this person from here on out is not going to be the same. I can't just call them. I can't laundry list my problems to them. I'm going to have to get in my safe space, my quiet space, and I'm going to have to channel them and realize that they're always here with me. I know that when you go through hard times, you can you can just try to channel that person and realize that they're watching over you. They're hoping the best for you. And that's really it. I mean, unfortunately, we're all going to die. It sucks. I know that we all kind of resist death. We're scared of it. We don't know what's going to happen. We're afraid of dying alone. We're afraid on how we're going to die. We don't know how to prepare. We don't know what to do. We're always trying to like beat it right we're trying to we're trying to beat death we're trying to win over death you can't you can't it's an inevitable process of life and I know myself you know I've kind of been through some like near-death experiences as well um you know I I had a really bad infection when I was in my last year of college where I had to go to the hospital many times stayed overnight in the ICU had to have an emergency surgery. It, it was really scary. And my family was by my side. My little brother, who's 11, tells me, you know, that that was the only time that he had really ever seen me cry. 
because I'm not much of a crier. I don't know if it, it was how I was raised or what, but I'm pretty stoic, um, especially when it comes to like sadness, I guess. I'm, you know, definitely a proprietor of like mental health and, you know, speaking out honesty and truth. And I'm always willing to listen to other people's problems. But when it comes to my own, I'm very much like, no, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. Don't worry about me. Um, So those experiences definitely helped me realize that like, you just need to be honest and you just need to appreciate who is around you and try your best to just end end everything on a good note and just leave, you know, if you're leaving situations with a person, you know, make sure that you're leaving in a, in a peaceful way and know that if you were to die tomorrow or they were to die tomorrow, you said what you needed to say, you're leaving on a good note. Um, Cause that's really all you can do is just try to live your life to the fullest while you are here. Realize that death is inevitable and as scary as it sounds, it's going to happen to all of us and everyone around us, whether we like it or not. Um, it's just, it's a process of life. You can't predict it. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen afterwards in terms of afterlife, but it is what it is. So again, my condolences to you and the friend, the family member, that person that was close to you that you lost. I do really appreciate you reaching out to me and asking this question. It meant a lot that you would trust me with such a, I don't even know how to describe it, such a sensitive question. Um, You know, I'm sure that's not something you're asking everyone. So I really, truly appreciate that you trusted me with trying to give my best answer. I hope this was good enough. I hope this will survive or suffice. (laughs) My apologies. I hope this will suffice. Um, And I wish nothing but the best for you. Feel free to reach out if you have any more questions. Again, my deepest condolences. I'm here. Know that that person that has passed is always with you in some form or another, just not the physical. All right, everyone. So I am really glad that I (laughs) narrowed it down to two questions because this podcast was still quite a bit long even with just two of them like I said they were they were longer questions that definitely required some more thought into my answers so thank you so much for listening I really appreciate all of you I hope that if you are going to celebrate Thanksgiving this weekend that you really enjoy that that you take time to just be with your family be present in the moment remember what you're grateful for and just just be there and just enjoy yourself. Um, and if you're not celebrating, you know, do the same, just not while celebrating. So just hope that everything goes well for you guys. I hope that you have a great weekend. I hope nothing but the best for you. Remember that I am always proud of you. I love you. I think you're amazing. I'm here for you. If you need anything, I do encourage you guys to send in more questions. Again, links will be below in the podcast notes um, to where you can send a question via DM or email, whatever is easiest for you. I really appreciate all of these questions. I know that they are sent with a lot of thought, which really means a lot to me. These are not questions um, that you'd probably be asking just anyone. So I do appreciate you guys trusting me with these questions. Um, And I really hope that everything works out for you. I hope that you have a great day. I hope that you're staying warm. I hope that you're staying safe. And again, I will see you next week for some really interesting questions. Um, I'm going to try not to give too many spoilers, but I'm excited for next week's questions as well. And of course, I can always use more. So please send in your thoughts, your ideas, your questions, your whatevers. Um, As always, thank you for listening. I love you and I appreciate you. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.
Hello and welcome back or welcome to the As Per Request podcast. My name is Abby and I will be your host for this question and answer style podcast featuring questions sent anonymously from anyone and answers to the best of my ability by me. I hope that all of you are doing well no matter where you are or what you're up to, what you're what your day has been like. I hope that you are well. I hope that you can try to stay grounded and try to stay grateful. It can be hard to do, especially on certain days, but I think that life's a little bit better when we at least try our best to do so. Um, I'm here in Ohio. It is rainy. It is cold. It is windy. It is cloudy. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I am so much like more, I don't know, charged and productive and just in like a genuinely better mood on days where the weather is nice. I'm so, so affected by it. I wish that it wasn't, um, but that's okay. So I'm just going to touch really quickly on my absence over the last few weeks. I did have that goal, still do have that goal of trying to put out at least one podcast a week. And unfortunately I was sick, like back to back to back, like ear infection, flu, and then what I thought was appendicitis. So just some scary, like uncertain times, but I am back for now and hopefully for a while. I hope that that was like, you know, my, when it rains at four scenario, the bad things come in threes. So hopefully, hopefully I'm done for a bit. Um, give me a break. Cause I need one. <laughs> so, but I'm glad to be back and I'm really excited to answer some questions today. They, vary quite a bit. They're all a little bit different. I've got a few about getting over regret. Um, another about Nair, which is that like hair removal cream, if you guys are unfamiliar with that one, and just kind of the dangers around it. Is it good or bad? And then another one, which I am really intrigued to answer, um, that is about relationships and kind of you're in like a situationship or a friends with benefits scenario, you know, something where you're not is like certain as to like what the relationship is or what it would be defined as, you know, is it weird to leave personal belongings, like a toothbrush over at that other significant person's house, you know, or apartment or wherever they're living, you know, is it cool to leave your things where, where they reside? I don't know. That one's going to be really interesting to answer. So I think I'm going to save that one for last, you know, save the best for last. But otherwise, um, like I said, I hope that you guys are doing great. I know that we're getting ready to go into the holiday season. So that is a stressful time of the year, but also a fun and exciting time of the year. If you are celebrating, I hope that you enjoy yourself. I hope that you have lots of fun, um, make lots of memories to look back on. And then, of course, uh, my heart goes out to those that are maybe missing someone this holiday season. As cheerful and fun as it can be, it can also be uh, a grieving, a grieving time for some, so a harder time for others. So just be mindful of that and, you know, just try to live your best life. And as always give to others where you can and just be your best self with what you have. But with that being said, I am excited to answer these questions. So let's go ahead and get into it.